Welcome to the Made in Excellence podcast. I'm Jacoby Madewell. We believe we are made in God's image and that he has called us to do great things. We are here to share how we have and are building our personal leadership and life's legacies through wealth. We are all about having a positive mindset, an attitude of gratitude, and believe that we are the sum of the five people we surround ourselves with. Come join us and help us grow and become better together. Let's dive in. Awesome. Okay. Well, we are here with some of my favorite people. So uh, people that become really close friends to me and I've known Jonathan and Stephanie for what, 12 years? We were trying to figure this out the other day. We couldn't even remember when we met. At least 10. Yeah, at least 10. So we're a decade in. So uh, this is basically going to be an interview with Stephanie and Johnny just gets to hang out with us too. (laughs) Just kidding. Johnny may say something from time to time, but uh, um, we always joke when we hang out as couples that... Haley and Johnny are a lot alike, and then you and I are a lot alike. So Very true. This could be awesome. So, uh, first thing is, Stephanie, tell tell us who you are. Tell us about you. Well, I am a personal trainer here in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. I also teach at Cycle Bar, um, and that's kind of what I do. I'm also a mom. Got yeah. two littles. Cullen is seven, and McKate just turned five yesterday. Saw, saw the photos on Facebook. Those are awesome. I know she's getting big, but. Um, yeah, I'm a husband. I'm a husband. Your wife. I'm a wife. Yeah. I'm not a husband. Here's my husband. Yeah. He's making me nervous. Don't look at me. <laughs> look this way. Yeah, I'm going to look this way. I'm going to look this way. And yeah, I love fitness. I love what I do. Yeah. I love health. And so that is, I've been doing that for, it'll be 10 years next year. No kidding. That's cool. Yeah. So who introduced you to this or was it just something you did on your own? Actually, it was my dad. Really? So I was super unhealthy, very overweight, um, clinically obese, if you will, and had a lot of unhealthy habits. And my dad. This is so hard for me to believe, by the way. I will show you a picture. You were obese? Yes. I don't believe that. Clinically obese. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny started dating me wait, when I was... clinically obese? Is that like <laughs> when I look at the BMI chart online yeah. and it tells me that I'm 70 pounds overweight? Um, yeah. Okay. You're not 70 pounds overweight. Well, not now. Well, fantastic. Been working out. Yeah, I can yeah. tell. <laughs> yeah. um, so I started running. My dad was like... he right. He went on like a weight loss journey. Not intentionally. He just started running as kind of like an outlet. Yeah. Probably because I was a terrible 20-year-old. <laughs> and... Then he was like, hey, you should run a half marathon with me. So I started training. And I remember I couldn't even run like 0.25 of a mile yeah. without dying. Yeah, same. But the more I got into it, the more I loved it. So I went to school for nutrition. So I always had an interest in nutrition. Okay. But the fitness took over when I was trying to lose weight. So I went to a dietitian and a personal trainer. And doing that, I was like, I want to do what this girl does, not what this girl does. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. So your dad has ran all over the country. Yes. So how many marathons have you ran with him? I haven't run any marathons. Oh, I've run half. Half marathons. Sorry. I've probably done to like me it's seven. All the same, but I know, it's, I not know to it's, it's very different. It's it's half the distance. So it's thirteen point one miles, and I've done probably six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah. Is that your um, lost count? Was that your favorite thing that you've done, like competition wise, or do you have any other competitions? No, that's definitely my favorite thing I've done competition wise yeah. for myself. Yeah. Because then I can try and beat my times, and I'm like short and not a very I I don't wouldn't say I'm a natural runner so it really pushes me yeah to try and beat my time so it's fun so talk to me about your Stephanie Adkins fitness yes that is my business that's your business my baby tell me about that I have been doing that for like I said I started it nine years ago in a garage and I just been certified and I wanted to get started I only train with women that's always been my thing because I have a huge heart for helping women um your health journey can be hard and isolating. And so I love to bring like hope and that support to women who are trying to get healthy. So what does that so, look like? Um, that looks that? like right now I do it in person and online, okay. but I'm switching mostly to focus. I really want to build my online virtual program back up. So yeah. I have an app where I create a program and I'm continually doing programs. So I have monthly memberships. I have, you can, can you know, be with me for a year or six months for a discount. Um, but you hop on online, we train virtually two times a week through zoom. So I can like see everybody and really train them virtually and say, Hey, pull your shoulders back or teach you form, even though it's virtual. And then that includes nutrition, all the things. It's a whole program, like a all in one. So you made a comment. You said you really like training women Mm -hmm. and like reinstilling hope. Yes. 
what I guess I want to know a little bit deeper there. What does hope look like? Okay. Um, what are you seeing in women that you feel like they need Stephanie's hope? Mm. I think that stems from a deep place, like in my past, where yeah. I felt like I lost hope for a little bit. And when I was younger, and a lot of that has to do with what you think yeah. and how you feel about yourself and what you believe about yourself. So for me, instilling like hope in women would be when I'm with them or working with them, whether virtually or in person, like calling out what I see in them so that they can start to see it in themselves. Okay. You just said when you were younger and you didn't have any hope. Yeah. You want to tell us your story? I mean, I can tell part of it. It's kind of a long one, but I'll shorten it. I mean, we've gotten all the time in the world here. I'll shorten it. Um, I've told it a lot, but I'll, I'll keep it more so around like health and fitness. So I went through just like a really dark time where Mm. I had no self-worth and I would just kind of let people tell me who I was. I had, I struggled with eating disorders for a long time and just body image in general. And so I had known the Lord before, but over time just like lost that relationship. And um, so then when I feel like I came back to the Lord and really started building that relationship of like, what does it look like to actually walk with Jesus? Um, I got my hope back, you know, and I, I, there's like so much to, that I could unpack. And actually Johnny met me during the time where. Let's unpack it. Oh, let's, let's unpack let's it. Let's unpack it. <laughs> Um, he met me during the time where I was kind of a mess. Yeah. And so he was a perfect angel too. He was a perfect angel. He's always just been this, like a nice, neat package wrapped in a bow. I know. Yeah. He's so sweet. And he would like rescue me from my crazy life. I think you both were a little bit of a mess. We were. That's why you guys were. We had our moments. Yeah. Yeah. And now it just works because Mm -hmm. we've seen each other through a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but basically I was just living a very reckless, unhealthy life as like a 20 my early 20s. It's funny you say reckless because there was a post that said like um, four words of advice you'd give to your 18-year-old self. Yeah. And mine was don't be so reckless. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I was very reckless. Yeah. And not worth it. Do you think it was like um, not worth it? You just weren't <laughs> with it. Um, do you think that the reckless side was just like you didn't have a plan or you just didn't know how to follow through or what was it? 100%. I did not have any self-worth. I yeah. did not value who I was. I didn't know where I was going, nor did I care. Honestly, I was just, Mm. yeah, I was kind of wrecked. It was all up here. Yeah. I was really mad at myself. I think. For what? You want me to, you just want me to go there. Um, so when I was, when I was 19, I was out partying and, um, when I left the bar, I was sexually assaulted and I blamed myself still struggle with it sometimes, honestly. Um, for that. And that just messed up my relationship. Um, lots of relationships. And that's kind of where the reckless behavior started because I just didn't care about anything anymore. Um, and just dove into other relationships and let guys tell me who I was, what to do, just kind of let them run all over me. Um, so yeah, it, it took probably like four to six years of me doing a lot of messing up and then feeling this like pull to come back to the Lord, to come back to who I was really made to be. Mm. And it's cool because I look back and I see how God planted these people along my path, no matter where it was. I did a lot of moving around and they each served a purpose in like pulling me back to my true identity. And they would call out these things in me, even though I didn't believe them. Um, So yeah, I was... You're running at the same time? Um, This was... Yes, I started running when I moved to Florida. Yeah struggling with like drugs, party life. Did you know, I don't know why you would know this, but mm-hmm. tomorrow mm-hmm. is the 10 year anniversary of when I was arrested for a DUI? No. Yeah. Isn't that's, that crazy how wild. our lives have Yes, changed, changed drastically. Yeah. Like I would have never thought. I don't even know. I think I knew that, but yeah. I had forgotten. Well, I don't like, you know, it's not on a t-shirt I wear. Right. Same. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been there too. I And it took me, it's funny you said four to six years because I feel like it took me really three to five years to kind of like, I mean, even, even like having quote unquote success during the meantime, it was like, I was still trying to figure things out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you were in the meantime of doing all that. Mm -hmm. Did you, had you gotten your designation or whatever you call it yet? Like my certification. Your certification. Yeah. No. So I was doing, I was a hairstylist for like five years. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, I, I knew that. I guess I forgot yeah, it. It was a long time ago. That's why he never cuts his hair. He's waiting on you. No, oh. it's not a good thing for our marriage. <laughs> 
He wants like the fastest haircut and his hair is really hard to cut. And so uh, it takes like a good 30 minutes and I, it's just not good for my hair. She's like yeah. antsy. And you need to, to try it. shampooing his hair first, massaging oh a little goodness. bit. Maybe Johnny don't we wear don't have shirt. time for that. We have kids. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was a hairstylist for a while and yeah. then I actually went on the world race. So that's really where my big transformation was. That's so, not running. That is not running. Okay. Although I did run while I was gone. Yeah. Um, it's where you backpack to 11 different countries and you live out of tents and you immerse yourself in the culture of each country. And where did you go? With local missionaries. Oh my goodness. I know you can't remember all 11, it's but like, where so were you? Long. Guatemala, Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Thailand, Malaysia, the Philippines. And then we went to Africa, so like Kenya, Uganda, Swaziland, which has my heart, and South Africa. Which one did you say has your heart? Swaziland. It's mm. in South Africa. I've never heard of it. Okay, it's I literally that was like, like a vacation spot. You just said no, Swaziland. It's like you know, this tiny, and it's in South Africa, huh. and it was amazing. We lived in like a mud hut. Yeah, it was so cool, and just. Have you ever been back? No. No. So this is when someday. you you purposefully went on the world race to mm -hmm. like re get reconnected. Honestly, I just got to the point in my life where I was like, there has to be more than this life. Mm. I had gotten a DUI mm -hmm. and it was like a huge moment where I was like, is this really all that I'm living for? And realized all my friends had like left me that night friends, you right. know? And I was like, there's gotta be more. And so somebody had told me about it. And then I started watching like videos online about it. And it just something. Did you do it like by a, yourself? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. There's like a whole, it's a program. Right. But you didn't, nobody, you I didn't went, know no, anybody. nobody went with you. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And here was the coolest thing. I went to training camp. You're there for like a week and they kind of like show you what you're going to be doing. And they In made case me. case you want to back out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For real. A lot of people did. Yeah. Um, and they made me a leader of a team. And I was like, wait, you know my story, right? Because I was fully transparent. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you're going to be a leader. And I was a leader on and led. I mean, it's just you and these six other people living life together i kind of wanted to ask like when did your like transformation because i'm curious like mm -hmm. you've always known christ yeah but like when did your transformation happen because me and johnny got to talk about a little bit like your trip and that is like what ultimately changed you was there like a moment or is it just mm. slowly god just worked in your life i think there were a lot of little moments that added up so before the trip i would say i had a moment where there was just this encounter where i like felt like things came off of me that had been weighing me down and that was a few years before and then on the trip on the world race there were moments where I can remember it specifically and I'm trying to think where we were I can like picture myself and we um we sat down it's when we were all together like your debrief at the end of each month and our leaders um would come in and kind of like coach us through everything we'd just been through and we'd spend a few days together before we went back out to the next country and they had us like journal about a moment in our life where we didn't know where God was. Hmm. And so I started journaling about all these times and all these memories where like men had really hurt me and people had really abandoned me or hurt me. And I saw Jesus in each moment. And I think it was in that moment I realized like he wasn't letting something happen to me. He was actually like saving me in those moments. And it just changed everything. And for that whole time I was gone, so for a whole year, I focused solely on my relationship with God. I would journal to him every single day. And I think it relit that relationship in my life. And So you were gone a whole medicine. year? 11 months, yeah. Wow. Okay. What year yeah. was that? Right before, <laughs> right before I met you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you were best friends with Johnny yeah. when I came uh -huh. back. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Does it all make sense Do you now? want me to go there? No. no? Okay. All right. <laughs> you can go there. I don't care. <laughs> so the joke is Mitch, uh, and I didn't even, I didn't even tell everybody producer Mitch is with us here. Might be so What's here. up guys? So, um, the joke is that when Stephanie and I met, well, we all met through Johnny and there was Johnny, Jared and I, and mm -hmm. if you haven't heard us, we're triple threat, yeah. triple threat. Just being dumb and young, and um, the three amigos. And Stephanie came back, and Johnny had talked about Stephanie. He's like, no. "Dude, this this is a girl I want to marry. I've talked about it. I mean, forever. What? You were, I, I didn't know that. He took oh, me back oh, through it too. Oh you know? my what? gosh, yeah. yes. Johnny was like gonna marry you, whether you knew it or not. Oh. Like, and I never met you. And I'm like, okay, buddy. I never think, met her, never seen her. Now we're getting a little stalkerish. Yeah. Who is this person, right? No, um, it was always you. It was always you for Johnny. And so then she comes back from this, and we're just doing 24-year-old things. Yeah. And uh, 
she was like, you can't, you don't need to be friends with him. <laughs> well, and that was the joke is that Jared yeah. and I got, got annexed for yeah. Johnny to go be a Stephanie, but Hey, but it all came, it all came back. It all works circle. around. We're yeah. all back together. That's right. What's cool. When me and Johnny were talking, he was like, he told me, you know, was like, yeah. And when I met Stephanie, uh, she was, she went on this trip and whatnot. And she came back and, you know, I was still, still a little bit of a mess. And I was, he just told me, you know, like I changed for her. And I thought that was like super cool was because like, I think a lot of guys will stay the way they are until they find someone worth changing for. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's totally what I heard a quote the other day that um, there could be many people in your life. Like it was, it was a, they were measuring between love at first sight versus like, can you marry more than one person? And it's um, a lot of times when the person presents themselves, you get you, your body and your mind and everything gets ready for marriage. And so, like, Johnny already knew. He just was waiting on you to know it's Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's right on the money there. But I, I don't think it was so much, like, changing for her as it was she was putting that hope in me of, like, hey, I know who you are. I know how you've treated me, and, like, you've shown me the love of Christ. And, and you're not you're not being who God's called you to be and that but that's the man I want to be with and it was so it was kind of that gut check moment of mm-hmm. like knowing who you are yeah like am I gonna really put the time and effort in to figure out who I am and who God's made me to be and and be with the person that I know I want to be with and marry or or am I gonna lose it all for the sake of yeah, you're gonna me mess living it my yeah. reckless life yeah you know, the podcast is called Made in Excellence. In the, in the intro, it says made in, we, we believe we're made in God's image. And so many times I, I get kind of caught there because it's kind of like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely made in God's image and like I'm worthy and like all these things, but we just take that for granted and like kind of abuse it, if you will, too, of like, um, you talked about self-worth and I get a lot of my self-worth through my relationship with Christ. Like yeah. I know that I know what I am because of him. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to touch on something that I wrote down. Okay. Um, you talked about, we've talked about past a little bit and talked about your present, but you mentioned the word leadership in there. Yeah. They made you a leader after one week. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel like you are as a leader and how do you feel like you're leading these women and what does that mm-hmm. look like and how do you lead yourself? And just talk to me about like, what do you think about leadership? And I don't think you, knowing you, you would ever said like, no, no. I'm the leader. I'm a leader. <laughs> Follow yeah. me, right? I never saw myself as a leader until yeah. that trip. Um, so that was really like pulled out of me because I had to like rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I'm just supposed to live as a leader. I think we all are to some capacity. So what that looks like for me is really taking care of myself, which I have to really dial into, um, making sure I'm healthy, body, body mind, soul. Um, so that looks like me doing things that I know – fuel my inner self so that I can be the best for the people I'm leading. So leadership looks like I like to lead by servant, like serving, um, servant leadership. So really serving the people that I'm leading. And then also, um, not asking anything of the people I'm leading that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. I like that because I was just about to ask you, like, I think that's something I've, I've seen moms and women deal with is they put everybody else first. Yeah. It's like when you're a mom, you're the most selfless person you've ever met. Yeah. Um, so how do you get that across to people? Or can you? Or is it? I, I think you have to. What I do is I say for myself, I've always known that working out is something that makes me feel good and helps me be the best for my family. And so taking I hope I'm answering your question, but taking that time for yourself yeah. in what I do. Okay. So in fitness and in health, taking care of yourself is going to help you be a better mom. Yeah. So a lot of moms I hear, they'll be like, well, I can't take, I can't take 45 minutes away. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you can, you can restructure your day or find a time. I woke up before the kids for seven years, you know? Yeah. And so there's, there's time in the day. You just have to figure out what you're willing to sacrifice to feel your best. Yeah. So, um, I just kind of wrapping those together there yeah. because I feel like you had some big like nuggets. You had some self-worth mm-hmm. and now you're wrapping it into leading yourself mm-hmm. and kind of finding that time. Mm-hmm. When you were finding your self-worth back, like was it all just through the amazing race or was it sort of part of just like the workout thing and putting yourself first? It kind of go hand in hand there. Yeah. I think it was honestly a handful of things. So yeah. taking that time to know who I really am and yeah. dive into that. And then serving people in other countries so you gain perspective. You're like 
you're serving, you're putting other people before you, but also, I don't know, I think um, trying new things, getting out of your comfort zone is huge too. Okay. So is that the advice you'd give somebody trying to, yeah, trying to find it, get out of their comfort zone? Yeah. Yeah. We can't grow in our comfort zone. Yeah. So you got to do something different. You got to try something new. Anytime my clients hit a plateau, we always try something new. We mix it up. It's always a journey. It's never just, you can't just find something and stay, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay. So with that, you said you're always growing, always learning. Yeah. Tell me about that. Growth mindset. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. What yes. do you What do you listen to every day? What are you reading? What are you doing there? What do I listen to every day? I don't listen to it every day, but weekly. And you actually introduced me to it. Ed Milet show is like you've got so many to catch up on. I know, I know, but they're so good. That is the one that inspires me the most right yeah. now. So I I try to listen to that every time a new one comes he had, out. Um, speaking of workout, he had Skinny Girl Confidential on one time. Oh, I haven't heard that one. It was really good. Okay, she was really good. Uh, was her and her husband or fiance, whatever. That one was a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else? Um, I try to read the Bible every day. Yeah. I'm not as consistent as I like to be. And then I try, honestly, when I am the healthiest mentally, I'm reading personal f- development at least once a day. Favorite book? Personal development. That's hard. All right, give me three. I want to say the, f- I don't know if this would qualify as personal development, okay. but um, The Purpose Driven Life is one that changed my life. Okay. It's so old school. But I read it while I lived in Florida, and it was like, oh, my gosh, my life has purpose. So for, like, young yeah. students, I always tell them, go read that book. Was that, like, something Warren? Yeah. Rick Warren. Rick, Rick Warren, Warren yep. yeah. Okay. Yep. You got it. Okay, next. Um, Next. It was, I'm... I want to say Girl, Wash Your Face, but I'm not. Oh, you're not a Rachel Hollis fan anymore? No, but that book was really okay. pivotal in my life. Uh, there's been people that I've followed that have said great things to me that are no longer in my life, yeah. and I still take. I still remember their yeah, advice. Yeah, there's like good nuggets, you know, yeah. like you said. Okay. And then Atomic Habits is one of the more recent ones. Have you read Angela Duckworth's Grit? I have not. That one's great. Sounds like one that I would like. Yeah, it's totally good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions Let's that aren't go. super... Uh, like heavy because I can okay. always go heavy, deep, whatever. Yeah. Um, I want to know, I want to know, uh, well, first off that we talked about how we met, but I want to go your favorite part about what you do. Yeah. Tell me about that. Besides giving hope to women, like the next thing. I love watching, um, people get stronger. Yeah. Like mentally and physically. It's just, it motivates me. Yeah. It's so awesome. That's and, a great I, and then line. getting to like celebrate with them. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Okay. Least part, of, least favorite part of what you do. I care too much sometimes. Hmm. Yeah, so it's hard. It's hard on my family because I'll bend over backwards for my clients and and it makes things at home hard. But yeah, sometimes I care too much more than they do. Yeah, somebody has to want it. Yeah. I've definitely been there. It's hard. You know, trying to teach people how to sell something and sell real estate. And you're like, if you'll go do this. And they're like, I just don't know why I'm not having success. I'm all, I'm watching exactly. you. You're not doing this. Yeah. But you can't want it more than they do. Exactly. Yeah. I completely get it. Uh, okay. Tell me, we talked about your, your, a uh, little bit about your like kind of hope and helping women, but like, tell me, is that your big why? Is that what drives you? Yeah, for okay. sure. That and helping, I, I just want women to feel their best, you know, and that happens changing your mindset and moving your body Yeah. and fueling your body well. So it just all kind of goes hand in hand okay yeah so um kind of been a last two years that you've been johnny's been at the company that we've really gotten like rekindled all together yeah um talk about two entrepreneur two, two entrepreneur like mm-hmm. life y'all have gone through this like self-employed life here together two yeah. entrepreneurs couldn't spit that out how has that been for you guys as a couple it was hard at first yeah yeah because it's a it's a hustle in the beginning so when i started my business and it grew naturally, like it grew slowly, so it was okay. Um, but when you're an entrepreneur, you have to put so much into it behind the scenes and up front. And so when he started, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of um, energy and putting into it before you really make some money back. So I would say it was hard at first because then I started working so, so much and it just changes the dynamic, you know? So yeah. it was great. I love it because it gives us freedom. We get to see each other more, see the kids more, and we're both doing things that we love. So, Less stress or more stress now? Depends. 
I mean, it's it's more stress because you don't have that steady income and it's yeah. kind of like up in the air. Yeah. And you're in it with people, more people, you know, you're dealing with a lot of people, um, but less stress because we're both happy. So happiness. Tell me about that. What does yeah. that look like? What did it not look like? Oh, my goodness. For well, for our family dynamic. Can I go there? He was just like <laughs> he was just like not himself. He had no joy. Yeah. I mean, he was just kind of like going through the motions, trying to do his best. And I think he was just depleted of. Yeah. Himself. So tell me about as a as a wife, people yeah. are going to be listening to this. What advice would you give somebody as a wife if their husband is in a in a in a funk? Man, because I think it happens a lot of times. Like you know, yes, it does. This is this is him. This is her. Like yeah. What advice would you give to couples there? Um, definitely refrain from nagging them. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, and continue to encourage them toward what you see in them. So, I remember specifically when you were like, "Let's go have lunch." I was like, "Go have lunch with them." Yeah. Even though you know our past, it was kind of mm -hmm. like ah, I don't know, yeah. but it was like the best thing that could have ever happened to him. So yeah. encourage them to take those new opportunities, even if they don't come of anything. I mean, he probably had so many opportunities come his way, and he was like, "No, that's not it. No, that's not it." But eventually, it'll be it. So you got to just oh, and pray for them. Like seriously, everything you want to say to them, just go ahead and say a prayer instead. And you know, God will change their hearts and change their mind. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Just just sitting here listening, um, I think that ties back into when you were talking about your clients that hit a plateau and it's, you yeah. got to change something up. Yeah. And so for me, I knew that it was time. Like I had to do something different because I was start, like I hated my job and I felt like I was beginning to hate my life. Mm. And I, I, I didn't have joy. I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to be a dad. I didn't want to like do the things. And so I knew that like I was on a, path of destruction before it got to be detrimental yeah and and i was like we just talked about it and so it's it's like you hit the plateau you hit that thing and it's like okay well let's dream together because we're one right so like let's figure out what this next thing next thing looks like and are we willing to make the commitment um to yeah. change it now you're inflatable pool in the backyard dad <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's great. You go yeah. home at five o'clock and jump in the kiddie pool with the kids, and we're living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you do to break through that? And what did it look like to you watching her struggle with your mental health? Man, she was carrying the financial load, and she was running herself into the ground. And it's so it's like I've got to do something and get off my butt to be able to take the load and carry the weight that I'm supposed to carry and lead this family. Um, and, and to be present. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I came from farming background, lost a bunch of money and had to go figure out what life was from, from there. Um, but I felt like God was stirring that thing in my heart of like, you have to get back up and you have to bet on yourself and you've got to go be who I've called you to be. Same as when she challenged me to be who he called me to be and, and to pursue her into a marriage is like, um, so that was it. Like, I love real estate. I've always have. I, I love the investor side of things. And so that that's just something that excites me. And then, of course, I've seen your journey. I've, I've watched you build an incredible thing. And I'm like, man, who else to partner with than somebody who's completely different than me in terms of encouragement, excitement, happy, chasing dreams? Like, I've got to chase dreams again. Yeah. Yeah, I think the one of the things about chasing dreams that nobody talks about is having to just, like you said, get back up. But it's getting up every day and just putting your shoes on, putting it like just going. Just I got to go do it. And I'm not sure some days what I'm even doing, but I know like these three things are going to get me closer to the goal. And it's like I just got to go do that. And that's so good. Well, there's so many times like I have we have, what, 37, 38 people at just a real estate company. My brother has like 35 or 40 people over at his company. Um, I mean, people just um, have eyeballs on me now. It's like at the worst, at my worst, if I just show up, I know that I'm at least taking a step. And I get in the room, I get in the office, open the laptop. It's going to like, okay, my blood's going to be flown. I get to the gym. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I just, people make fun of the elliptical, but it's arms and legs. 
You're laughing at I love at it. it. I love that you love I used to love the elliptical. I get on the elliptical for it's 15 great. minutes at minimum. If I don't do elliptical, it's because I want to watch a TV show and I'll go to my and I'll go to the the treadmill. That's perfect. But it's like at minimum, I've done my arms and I've done my legs for 15 I minutes. Think that's great. And then by the time I'm in there, I'm like, okay, I've got the I've got the juices flowing, the creativity's going. Okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to yep. you know. Man, you um, hit it on the head though because same with fitness. Just show up. I tell my mm-hmm. clients all the time, just show up. Like I I will guide you through the rest if you mm-hmm. will just show up to the workout. So true. I I am still to the point where I'm like my alarm goes off and I'm all I don't want to get up. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that's ever going away. Honestly, it's the same for me. Unless, I think people think that we have this extra amount of motivation because we motivate other people, but mm-hmm. truly we've just trained our brains to do it anyways. Yep. You know. Um gosh, I was just telling Mitch and I've talked about it on here before, but if nobody's a Mel Robbins fan, have you read Mel mm-hmm. Robbins? Okay. Yep. She's probably my favorite right now. I love it. Um, okay, so tell me what your biggest challenge is. In what area? I don't know. Biggest mm. challenge? I guess let's go. You can go work. You can go life. Whatever. My biggest challenge is um, resting. I can relate to that. I don't yeah. like to sit still. Mm-mm. I feel like I'm unproductive and lazy. Same. But mm-hmm. I'm at a point where I really have to focus on that, so I'm working on it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's also okay to go, go, go. And some people want to justify rest mm-hmm. when they haven't gone, gone, gone. Yeah. I think you have to That's put the time point, in. actually. Yeah. And I, so I'm at that point. I've, mm-hmm. I've been go, go, go. And it's time to pull back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't ever been to that place, like there's a point where you have to push yourself past. Have you read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell? No. It's basically the 10,000 hour rule, which okay. 10,000 hours equates to 10 years of work. And that's when you finally become that. an expert. Yeah. It's kind of like. Amazing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I finally put my 10,000 hours in. Okay. Right. Now I've got some things that are working for me. Yes. So I don't have to work so hard. Exactly. And then again, you still have to work so hard. You know, mm-hmm. my brother has a huge business and he still works till 7 p.m. at night. Yeah. And, but then there's going to be days where he's like, my wife wants to go to Disney World. So they take the whole family, you know, yeah. like there's got to be that. Yeah. Um, Haley is really good for me, not just to me, but for me and the fact of resting because she loves to travel so much. So in order to keep my wife's happiness with travel, I have to go with her and like, or I don't, (laughs) I guess she would go without me, wouldn't she? But it's like, I go with her and I just am forced to rest, but it's like, it kills two birds with one stone there. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So tell me what your biggest dream is. Hmm. This is sad because I've just been in like grind mode that I haven't been dreaming as much. We need to go on another trip together? Yes. That's when the dreaming happens. Was that last June? That's Johnny's birthday, we went happens. on a trip. And we, and we started dreaming. We made you dream. And yeah, hit some really big goals in business. Which, Did you? You hit everything we talked about? Yeah. 11 months. Let's see. Yeah. Not even a full year. Yeah. It was amazing. Okay, I would say my bigger. biggest, okay, big dream. I want to be able to reach more women. Okay. I really feel like what I have to offer in the fitness realm is different than other personal trainers. Why? Why is yours different? One, because I've um, I've had to walk it out, like lose the baby weight two times, lose the initial being overweight, c- overcoming all the self-image and lack of confidence, and I've walked that out, you know? So I have, I can relate to the women that are struggling in that instead of just being like, you yeah. know, die hard. Um, and then I think my faith plays a role into it yeah. because I really, really care and I have a passion for it and I feel like it's what I'm supposed to do, so... How many women do you think you're reaching currently? A um, couple hundred. Yeah. How many do you want to reach? Oh, I would love to have 100 women in my virtual program. I have 60. No, no, no. I have 40 something right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bring a personal approach to the virtual training process because yeah. I connect with each of them. Yeah. I'm not going to coach you. No, you can. I feel like it's so meh. Have you called everybody you know? No. I'd start there with people you that already know you, trust you, like you. Okay. Same same advice I give to real estate agents. Yeah, it's great. Call everybody you know. Tell them what you're doing. It's great. Do you know anybody that needs me? That's great. I just great want to advice. See how many more people can I reach? Do you know anybody? I'm really trying to connect th- with them. I love that. And that's it. You're just asking for them to send you somebody that needs hope. Yeah, that's great. We need to get you some Hope Dealer shirts made. Oh, Hope Dealer. I you like haven't it. seen those shirts? No, I didn't come I haven't. Up with that. Oh, I thought you did. I'm no. like, I love it. Let's go. It. Let's brand hope it. Dealer, hope Dealer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's already out there. Okay. Um, so I asked this question. So some of my questions, uh, I wrote down specific ones because I had Haley on before you. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? 
I do not know. You're looking at Johnny to tell you where you're going to be in five I'm years. I'm like looking at him like, where's he going to be in five years? Where are we going to be in five years? <laughs> um, we answer that question together. Where do you see yourself? Where do you see you? I mean, in five years, obviously, we're going to have uh, almost a teenager. Um, it's crazy. And, you know, probably be doing some sports with them and things like that. And I know one of our goals is to to probably in the next five years is to to get a house with a pool and a shop it's just like something yeah. we've always wanted and the shop will be my my gym okay mm-hmm. that's that's the goal so then i can train people one-on-one it's virtually. actually gonna be my boat story it's gonna be my gym <laughs> i was wondering wait about this show. oh are you telling people it's for your boat <laughs> yeah it can be both she's gonna get people in there with with the uh with the boat oars and she's gonna be like row ladies so we work out that's it <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have that nailed down, and I don't think we've talked or dreamed about yeah. that. So, uh, when do you want the hundred people? Well, I've had that goal like every year for the past few years. Have you? Haven't hit it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in five years, maybe it's two hundred and fifty. Let's go. You tell me. These yeah. are your dreams. No, that's great. Okay. I need well, to dream. Does more. it need to be five hundred? Yeah. Does no. it need to be a thousand? I mean, I'd love it. Do you want these to be all people you have a personal connection with? Yeah, I don't think I could do that many. It would have either. to look different. So if you're talking about just, I mean, this podcast, we is a guy named Kyle Draper who does social media content influencing. I have his book I can give you. Okay. Um, but one of the things he says is the content we want to go viral never does. Mm-hmm. And you can try, 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 and then you'll never go viral. So yeah. this podcast could be the one that goes viral and you reach a million women. There you go. So one of the questions I actually have is that you drive down a highway. Okay. And there's a bunch of billboards in a row. And there's going to be a million people that drive down this road. You get to give your piece of advice to them. Or the other way to look at it is that you're on a stage and there's a million people in the audience. What is the thing you want people to know? The the thing that pops to my mind is don't quit. Don't quit? Don't quit. Okay. You can have a little bit more than that. Oh, can I? Mm-hmm. I was thinking of billboards. That's like, billboard. How about, how about a stage? Don't Let's quit. give it a 30-second speech there. 30-second speech. It's not going to be easy. And... Honestly, this life can be really hard, but if you don't quit and you keep moving forward and you keep trying, you're going to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I need some advice. Okay. So I want you to give advice to somebody that's just starting out with their workout or their fitness journey. All right. What advice would you give to somebody there? Start slow and have a plan. You got to have a plan. Okay. So don't just go. I mean, I love that you go to, and just get on the elliptical. It's amazing. I have Not a just, plan. It's a plan. You have a plan, though. I have a plan now. Yes, you I'm have a plan. Into yes, this. That's, that's your plan. But there's still but, days where I'm like, I do not want to be here. Yes. So I just go to the elliptical. So someone who is not eight months in, yeah. find a plan that you're going to okay. follow. You're going to stick to and commit to it. You got to commit. Okay. So best advice, that's workout. Best advice you have for a new mom. Okay. Give yourself some grace. Your body's going through a lot. Your mind's going through a lot. And just start moving. Get moving. Okay. Best advice you have to a depressed mom? Mm. Been there. Um, Reach out to the people that you trust. Bring them in your corner. And find time for you because that will help you get out of it. Hmm. Best advice you have for somebody that just graduated from college? Mm. That was Mitch on Saturday. Congrats. That's awesome. Um, I would say... I'm thinking back to college, you know? You're going to go back to don't be so reckless. <laughs> don't be so reckless. <laughs> he's way more mature than we are. Yeah, were. he's amazing. He's like, got his life way better. Yeah, yeah you've got it's it together. Just, it's just not true. Yeah, <laughs> it is true. I would say don't be afraid to like go after what's in your heart. Yeah. Like big or small, like go after it. I the like things that. that make you come alive. Because mm-hmm. I waited too long to do that. <sighs> Favorite quote, Howard okay. Thurman. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is more people to come alive. Mm. That's good. That's a good quote. Okay. Um, Gosh. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to tell the world? Um, Yeah. There's a lot of fitness and nutrition advice out there right now. We're kind of in like this health boom. Yeah. TikTok, Instagram. Uh That's where all the experts live. Yeah. That's where this is is going. Uh, That's great. (laughs) It's great. Listen to everything. Um, No, that's my advice. Pick, I mean, there's so many different ways to achieve your physique you want, your fitness goals, whatever it is. Don't be overwhelmed by all of the different things and hop from one thing to another. Like, focus in on one thing and find what works for your body. 
That makes me think of fad diets. Yeah. You know, keto, no yeah. carb, no this, no that, no whatever, yeah. whatever. Talk yeah. to me about talk to me about your thoughts on Um I have to be careful because I have seen clients and women that do some of those things and it works for them. Mm -hmm. I always recommend and tell them if you can't do it forever, just know that there will be a point where you have to transition out and it's a possibility you could revert back to how you were before. Um, I, that's why I really love macros and that's why I do macro counting because it's like a budget. You can pick what you want. You can have really whatever you want, depending on your fitness goals, but make it fit into your nutritional um, needs for the day. So it's simple too. It really is. The reason people don't do it is because they don't want to have to be held accountable for what they put in their mouth. That, and it seems complicated at first. I mm -hmm. tried to figure it out on my own. Gosh, I guess I was four years into my business and it was, it seemed overwhelming, but once you get it, you get it. You just mm -hmm. need to try it and you have to like play around with foods and figure out what foods or fats or higher mm -hmm. in fat, what foods are protein, what foods are I remember watching something, I don't know if it's who said it, but they said basically when you're overweight or out of shape, you eat the same meals all the time. Mm -hmm. And then when we go into healthy mode, we do the same thing. We eat the same meals all the time. Mm -hmm. So when I'm not caring what I'm eating, I'm eating, this is what I was eating. You mm -hmm. ready to hear it? Mm -hmm. This is what a Saturday looked like for me, which are like my days. Haley would go shoot a wedding. I would get time alone. It would be a sausage, egg, and cheese burrito from Mama Josie's. Okay. Called that the gringo burrito. Mm -hmm. So good. The <laughs> so chips good. and salsa, so good. I have no idea what that is, but okay. Sausage, just a sausage, egg, and cheese burrito. Okay, that, great. You never, you never been to Mama Josie's? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Johnny, come on, bro. You got to take her to the good places. He knows I probably wouldn't eat it's it. fine dining, bro. 66 <laughs> Do and Do they make that in egg whites? <laughs> <laughs> That's How so many true. macros is that? <laughs> so it's a lot. So then I would go, set, then I'd go to lunch. I'd go to, like, Burger Fi. Okay, that'd be my CEO burger okay. with the urban fries, which means as Parmesan, garlic, and aioli on top. And then for dinner, I would do um, fuzzies, mm -hmm. chicken and steak quesadilla with two side shrimp tacos, grilled shrimp tacos. I love how much of a foodie you are that yeah, you know that. I like know you can exactly. just, I mean, I'm like, man, let's go right now. <laughs> but. It's like that is like 5,000, 6,000 calories. You, you haven't had lunch yet. I did. I, I just ate it on the way here. Oh. The tropical smoothie, which is not really my forte because it's so overly healthy that it's like oh, none of this tastes that great. <laughs> but no. You should try the island green smoothie and then add That sounds protein. like something you would do if you and had COVID and you can't And then get the lime straw. It's delicious. It's so can good I, Can I ask just so yeah. – um, I, this might depend on like body type or whatnot. And when I was in like track, we always had this conversation as well. But like, is there, what is more important? I don't know if you can answer this. It might be a loaded question. Okay. Um, but what's more important, the way you work out, what you do in the weight room mm -hmm. or your diet, like what you put into your body? Depends on your goals. But normally nine times out of 10, it's what you put in your body. Nutrition is like really? 80% yeah. of what you're doing. Now, yeah. if you are trying to really build muscle and like you're it's gonna matter what workouts you're doing how much you're lifting but nutrition still goes hand in hand with that if you're not getting enough protein and you've carbs heard, you've never heard abs are made in the kitchen yeah well i'm asking the expert like i i know <laughs> I, I, I i know so and i've been i've been coached by nutritionists and whatnot but i've always thought that um you know, like I agree with like how important nutrition is. Like I'm a college kid. Yeah. I haven't cared about nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Your metabolism um, when, still when going I was fast. when I was in track, they gave me like very strict diets that I followed like seventy percent of. Yeah. Um, but you know, like if you wanted to be and look a certain way, I understand that's it's how you it's how you eat, it's how yeah. what you drink, what you put into your body. Um, I've just that's what I've told people to, but I'm no, I'm no expert. That's why I just go on to ask you. Love it. Yeah. Nutrition is huge. That's why so with every workout program that someone signs up for, nutrition's included, unless it's, unless you're just purchasing my workouts, because I don't feel like you can do one with the other without the other. Yeah, you're not going to get the right results no. from Stephanie Atkin Fitness. And listen to this. When I was my heaviest weight, I was working out pretty much every single day. Yeah. But consuming way too many calories, the wrong kind of calories. Um, I was actually vegetarian for a few years, so just... It's hard to do out here. It's hard to do. Yeah. So anyways. Let's have some fun. Okay, let's go. Tell me your favorite vacation you've ever been on. 
Is this a trick question? Because nope, we vacation nope, together nope, now. Nope, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> um, I would say one of our friend's weddings, at least like vacation, me and him. Yeah. We went to our friend Chris and Caroline's wedding. And I don't know what it was about that trip and seeing them get married, but it was like a beautiful thing. And it was time for us away when our kids were really little and demanding. And I just had like the sweetest memories. We slept until like 11 a.m. one day. That's why it was the best like, vacation for you. Because you there were blackout <laughs> curtains and we woke up so disoriented. Like what is happening? It was That's just, awesome. it was a great trip. That's awesome. Yeah. Favorite cocktail? I know you don't really drink. Um, I would say a lemon drop martini. Favorite wine right now? Mm, don't have one. I'm working on that. I'm sorry. Sorry, Johnny. I failed her on the wine. <laughs> what show are you binge watching? Um, none at the moment. Favorite show? Oh, you've... I am watching Survivor. Oh. With the kids. Does it remind you of the World Race? Because that's what I feel like the World Race was, was just Survivor. Oh, kind of in some ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were certain <laughs> mud, moments. Mud huts and, and surviving. Yeah, it was surviving. Not every month was that bad. But yes, I love Survivor. I would go on it. Survivor, Amazing Race, I would do it. Heartbeat. Put me on the show. Not now. <laughs> I maybe, would. Maybe before kids. Maybe. No, I would do it now. Oh, my god. Maybe my kids would need to be a little bit older, probably. Yeah. Because Johnny would not be happy with me. He's shaking his head right now for <laughs> like, everyone no, who go. can't see him. He's like, Stephanie, stop. <laughs> um, okay. Last show you loved? Last show? Mm-hmm. Like, what, sh- what type of show? I don't know. Whatever you watch. Um... I watched The Bachelor. That's the last it's my one guilty you love. pleasure. You and Haley just need to watch it together. And we we should. I don't know why. That's like my. It, I it's know. So I don't agree with it. <laughs> it's so opposite of me. But I watch it. It's like trash. trash. It's, it's so trash. trash. It is trash. We but every mom knows. Like, there's just something about trash TV. After you've been parenting all day, they can watch it, and then you come over. We'll grill. And yeah. Swim in the kiddie pool. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, okay, Tim Ferriss. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He wrote Tribe of Mentors. He does a uh, Five Bullet Friday. I've okay. always wanted to write one of those, but it actually takes a lot of energy. Okay. Um, but he asks a question: What purchase of a hundred dollars or less has meant the most? Has the most positively impacted your life in the last six months? Hundred dollars or less. In the past six months. Mm-hmm. Um. Why is this so difficult? It is hard. Maybe because hundred's too low anymore. A hundred. A hundred dollars. Um. Let me think. Let me think. Somebody told me, you stumped me I saw this the other day and somebody said they bought a Fitbit. I don't do any of that. So. No, but this was over $100. It was. How much this, was that? This is amazing, though. The Garmin. Oh, a Whoop. I love my Whoop. You do? But I don't wear it anymore because I didn't like wearing two watches. So this is my compromise. So you feel like the you whoop. looked dorky? No, I don't care about that. I just didn't <laughs> like having two bands on and I need a watch. So this tracks my sleep. Changed that would be huge because yeah. I needed to see how much I was sleeping and how my quality of sleep is and how it affects my so performance. So you sleep with the a watch day. on? Yes. <sighs> so I don't know if and do it that. tracks my sleep and tells me poor quality or fair or great job, you're recovered. I get that one every once in a while. <laughs> what have you purchased for a hundred bucks or less that you've loved that's changed your life? Uh, I mean, my first knee jerk reaction is like fishing. fishing I knew before. it was going to be fishing. <laughs> I could have I could have answered that for him. Yeah, you said you said you wanted a house at the shop for your for boat storage, and I thought maybe you'd just say a hundred acres so you could build your own little pond. No, I used to farm a lot of acres. Oh yeah, don't don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. I mean, a pond would be cool, but yeah. Okay, what have you learned about yourself lately? This really isn't lately, but it's been something popping up recently. Yeah. I'm always learning about myself. So that's oh. like a lot of things that pop into my head, but I'm just, I'm way too hard on myself. Okay. So. Okay. So let's go the opposite there. Okay. What, uh, brag on yourself a little bit. Okay. What do you say you do better than everybody else? Mm. Like this is not to be taken out of context. Please nobody screenshot this one <laughs> comment this and one say thing. like, gosh, she's so arrogant. No, no I. Brag on yourself. I what do feel you do like I love people really well. Yeah. And I feel like I train people really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, what is one thing that you say that if you love people really well, that like, why do you, what does your, what separates you? Hmm. I think it's how, how I make people feel. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Mm -hmm. I'll chime in on that one. All right. Chime in on that one. She 
with like she has a lot of life experience and she's been through a lot of things and so mm-hmm. she can get down on your level without judging you yeah and just listen to you and love you f- like at that place and not try to like turn you into something like it's just a genuine authentic mm-hmm. like yeah i'm gonna get down in the trench with you and we'll just sit there for a minute that's awesome and then call them out of it because sometimes we need that reminder yeah, you, of you, like, you don't want to leave them there right yeah. yeah and you can't see when you're in it you like can't see past it you're just like in it you know so you need somebody else to kind of pull you out and be like remember you live up here you know that's awesome mm-hmm. okay best advice you have for me Ooh. yeah let me hear it <laughs> why are you so shocked by that question i don't know i'm nervous to give you advice rest rest Rest, Jacoby. Oh, no. oh, so I should just talk to myself because we are so similar in this way. I've been I doing don't... a good job. I went to sleep last night. I don't know what time it was in the chair. And then Haley's like, hey, you going to go to bed? And I'm like, yeah, let's go to bed. And We're then, so similar. And then I, I went to bed, fell asleep, and then, yeah, got up at midnight, brushed my teeth because I didn't do that. Yeah. And then my alarm went off. Or my, I woke up at 522, and I was like, my alarm didn't go off yet. So I went back to sleep till 630. Yeah. Do you ever sit in a sauna? Every morning. You That's do? I, mm-hmm. I was going to tell you to do that. So you already do that. Mm-hmm. Do you do any type of like meditation app? No, not really. You should do that. Haley and I were talking about um, on Saturday during Mitch's graduation, actually, about how much my phone just dings because mm-hmm. I have too many things turned on. Do you ever turn it off? Do not disturb. Um, yeah, I go do not disturb, or I'll do, or I'll just straight up just set it alone. Yeah. Like last night, I just set my phone over there. I did record once, but we watched this dog competition show. It was so dumb, and I loved it. We used to watch stuff like that when I was growing up, but yeah. just literally just not caring. Yeah, that's good. I think you should do that. Have time like away from work mm-hmm. to just be and mm-hmm. like resist getting on your phone. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like I'm still in the go, go, go stage. Yeah, for sure. Something I told Johnny when he started working with you was that I was so impressed how you always answered the phone. Like you always answer the phone. No, and I hate it when people don't answer the phone. I miss a lot of calls, but it inspired me to like answer the phone. Bob Goff says it all the time, like just answer the phone. Everybody always is a great. Everybody book. always it is a, a good book. book. I forgot. You wrote about another one. one too. I haven't read it yet though. Um, every um, which one? No, know. the the yellow cover. Dream big. Oh, is that what it is? It's a good one. I haven't even read it. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Um, yeah, it's great. Why don't you answer the phone? I am like when I'm with somebody, I want to oh, give them you're my with full somebody. attention. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and since I've been like back to back, I'm usually with somebody all the time. Yeah. So I don't, or I miss it. But yeah. What's your voicemail say? I don't even know. I need to call myself. You need to leave a I voicemail says, that says, hey, I'm Atkins. really bad at answering the phone. Please text me and <laughs> Please I text promise me. I will respond to you. That's great. That's all you have to say. It's great. You could even say like, hey, you know me. Wisdom nuggets from Jacoby right there. Wow. Everybody listen to that. <laughs> um, okay. So um, where's your next vacation? Next vacation, hopefully Mexico. Oh, still waiting on passports? Passport has not come in yet. So, Mitch, we've started going somewhere for Johnny's birthday every year. So we've have scheduled we? a, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a tradition now. So now it's a thing. So now we're going to. So now we'll dream big. Dream big. When we go to Mexico. When are those passports supposed to be here? Hopefully before we leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living on the edge, you know? I love it. I love it. I love it, too. Okay. Um, I'm going to wrap us up here real quick though. I've asked you a lot of questions and I have a whole list over here. You can see them. Um, but I want you and Johnny to give like y'all's secret to marriage and then we'll end on that. Mm. I would say communicate, but know when to communicate. (laughs) Timing is everything. I feel like that's a whole nother podcast. Oh, we can do Um, that. Stephanie's the one that's done any time. (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> it's because she's carrying the load. That's um, <laughs> marriage, man. It's uh, nobody ever tells you how selfless. Yeah, it's you. You have to be. Yeah, and and really like they'll preach about the two becoming one, but really like, what does that mean? And it's like, I do everything through the lens of like. I blanked on what I'm trying to say, but like, I don't just do it for me. I'm doing it for her because like we're one, like we're, we're a team. And so like anytime we've gotten an argument or things haven't been great, it's like, you know what? We're a team. Yeah. We're like, whatever this is, it's trying to get in between you and I, and, and that's not supposed to be there. So like, let's communicate and talk that out. So my best advice is always be more selfless and 
don't let it. The Bible says no, let nothing come between what God has brought together. Well, sometimes that's me getting in the way or her getting in the way, and sometimes it's bad advice or sometimes it's life or tragedy or yeah. circumstances, and they don't belong there. Man, every single time you turn turn your head, whatever, there's something that could get in the way in the middle of your marriage. And I think it's a, it's a constant reminder that you have to, like, you got to put things places. Mm. I think people are like in, we're in real estate. And so people always make fun of like signs that are in houses. Like we put like <laughs> in Lubbock, you always see the, um, in this house, we serve the Lord, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That one's always there. Live, laugh, love. Like those are always there. Mm-hmm. But I think those originally started as reminders for people to literally just be able to turn their minds and be like, turn their head and be like, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's what we do here. Those are our rules, yeah. you know? Um, but it doesn't matter what is happening. Uh, people are trying to drive a wedge between a great marriage. I think that when you're winning, when you're winning in your life, your business, your marriage, whatever, um, there's a target on your back. And I don't know if that's the devil putting that target there, trying to drive it and drive a wedge or what. But people just, this world just hates to see people winning like that. Yeah. And I mean, just as you said, that is like, he may, like he can try to put a target there, but ultimately like he doesn't have the power to. And mm-hmm. so if I can stop it and be like, hey, there's a target on me, like let's shake that off. Let's yeah. dust it off because that that's not. That's not God. That's one not thing I love God. about marriage is that it's literally now I have a now I have a teammate. Yeah, I don't have to do this alone. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. the best thing. I think you have to remember too that when there's a lot of resistance, that's when the breakthroughs are ha- about to happen. You know. Yes, you have to break through something. You have to break down normally to break through. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Um, tell me one more thing, real quick. Is parent parental parental advice together? Mm. I don't have kids. I well, have dogs. There are a lot. First, for marriage advice, usually when we start getting like in a weird place in our marriage, it's because life is like happening to us instead of us like purposefully living. Okay. And so we have to look at our schedules and say, what's taking our time? Where are we putting our time? And are we making time for each other? Yeah. So how do you guys make time for each schedule. other? What does that look like? We started going on dates again. We're doing better about that. We started traveling what together. What is that tone in your voice? We started going on dates again. Well, because... Do you not want to go on dates no, again? No, I do. It's just something we, <laughs> for for a while, we couldn't afford. Yeah. And then second, we just didn't make time for. But you can even have dates at home. Like, mm-hmm. that's what we would do. You know, my favorite dates with it. You know me. I'm foodie. I'm bougie, all that. <laughs> but my favorite dates are ones that remind me of my grandparents. Aww. They would go to Wendy's and they would split a cheeseburger and they would sit there. And they had all the money in the world, right? But that's just so that's cute. what they did. And so, like, I find myself loving the moments where I feel like Haley and I, it's just she and I versus all the things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then we just, we talk throughout the day. We're pretty good about that. How else do we make time for each other? He will not cycle bar with me. So I don't blame that him. Is I'm not, 100% team Johnny on the cycle bar. That is not something we do. Everybody cycle bar is amazing. So if you would for, like to come ride with me. I guess to tie that and kids together in, a like, a little thing is, like, we always had a bedtime and I always, I, oh, yeah. I was the Nazi parent about you're going to bed, lay mm-hmm. down, don't get up. Like, oh, I'm going to whoop your butt. <laughs> and they had an early bedtime so that we could have time but, together. But we would have yeah. time in the evenings to watch not The Bachelor, but a show, and, <laughs> you know, something like that. And yeah. it was, it was just a couple of hours in the evening to where like we could just decompress and, and things like that. And so, yeah. Your, your kids are wonderful, like, but they're going to grow up. They're going to leave. They're going to go on to do their own thing. And so, like, you got to figure out who God's calling them to be and, and help get, guide them in that direction. And so you, you you can't let your kids take the place of your marriage. That's another thing you can't let come in between her and I. Mm-hmm. So that's why dating is important while you're married. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite thing about you guys is two things. One, I'm always going to get honesty from you guys. Mm-hmm. And two, y'all are probably the most reliable people I've ever met. Like if I needed something, it's like you have like this list of people. Like if I need something, who do I call? And I probably have a longer list than a lot of people. Yeah. And you guys are always like, they'll, they'll help me. They'll be there. Yeah. If if you were in that, the scenario of like, you get, you get one phone call Mm -hmm. to win $2 million. Who are you going to call? Like, yeah, call me. Yeah. You'll answer my call. You'll have to split it though. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you 60, 40, bro. That's fine. Okay. Parenting advice. Parenting advice. Yeah. See the good in your kids, Mm. like see their, the things that they're good at and start to call it out of them instead of always like harping on what they're not doing correctly. Um, also we've, we've always like let our kids into decisions and things to try and help them learn how to make decisions and good decisions. And then almost like coach them in that. Um, 
and then just be honest with them. Like that's a rule in our house. Like I won't lie to you. You don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. We, we don't, we value honesty in our house. Yeah. That's apparent. That's clearly a value of y'all's. Yeah. I'll ask Johnny something and he'll look at me and he'll just kind of, <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, tell me, tell me. He's like, ah, okay. You want to yeah, hear it? It's important. Yeah. It's, it's good. I, I love bringing them in to make decisions. Yeah. Um, and, and talking about those things. And, and even when I go to discipline them or whatever, like we, we will talk about it. And, and I try to bring in the aspect of like, okay, what did you do? Why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what would a better choice have been? Yeah. And so I... Like teaching them how to think. Yeah, I, well, like they say that uh, your brain, the front of your brain doesn't fully develop till you're like 25 years old and that's like your critical yeah. thinking and things still like got that. still time. <laughs> And, but I feel like through farming and working with my dad at a young age, like it's almost like that thing in me got developed sooner because he, he taught me and brought me along and, and mm-hmm. did all these things. And so that was my next piece of advice is let your kids see you work. That has like changed my kids to walk beside me and see what I do. And that's why I love that, you know, if I'm in a bind, you allow Emma Kate up there. Like it's so healthy for kids to see their parents work and what they do. Yeah. The reason I'm so pro. Um, kids being at work, well, our work, and I'm not mm-hmm. meaning that as nine to five every single day, but no, like bring your kid up there, do the like we're a family oriented place. Somebody put put things in a percentages for me years and years ago, mm-hmm. so now I look at percentages of everything, list price to sales price. I look at percentages of a home. Like when you talk about spending an hour or two with your spouse in the evening after the kids go to bed, look at that in a percentage of how many hours in a week you're awake. Not even asleep, but like just like there's 160, 168 hours in a in a week, and like when you look at it, it's like me and my wife spent seven hours alone together. It's like yeah. you look at that as a percentage. It's like that's not even ten percent. Yeah. Like my wife didn't get ten percent of my time. Like that's weird. It's like when I start to look in the things of percentages, it's like what is really taking up all that time. Yeah. That's, oh, good. that's good. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, I could sit here with you guys forever, but I think we're probably gonna have to do this again. I wanted Haley to be on here today, but she had stuff going on. But that's okay, because I would love to hear you and Haley banter back and forth, too. Oh, that would be so fun. It would be. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you.